Welcome to the After Show show. It is June 9th, uh, Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. No Robbie on the uh, After Show show today. No Robbie on the podcast. He was uh, feeling under the weather, so he's got to get a test, and then he gets a negative test, and then two days later he can come back to work, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully he'll be back on uh, the live show on Monday. Mm-hmm. So uh, today with the After Show show, we're going to spend uh, some time. Wait, rate, subscribe. Please oh, yeah. do all those things and if you could. Review as well. We're going to spend some time getting to know your friend, Jim. So bring her on right now. Yeah, this sure. is Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Um, if you've been listening to the live show, you know that Dylan and Jim have been uh, friends for how long? Uh, you guys met. We heard a bit about it yesterday, but we'll, we'll recap everything because we're going to get new listeners to this. But um, you guys met at a cooking competition. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, was the I, cooking competition? Uh, you were a judge, Dylan? Yeah, why not ca- cafe and bar, which has since closed down. Okay. I was uh yeah, I was the judge and uh, I don't know, Jam, what the heck were you doing there? Just you were you were just there to for the night to take part? Yeah, I had tickets to the event with a friend of mine and um I think I forget I think I think I tagged you because I took a video of like what was going on and oh, okay. you were part of it and then you screamed the whole place down <laughs> trying to find me. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so you weren't a competitor in the competition. You were just taking it in and watching it all go down then, Jim. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just in the audience. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because Dylan has been immersed in the, the, the food community in Edmonton for a long time, and I guess you owning a, a bagel shop, you probably have been as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so if... Okay, I'm just going to start because this, you're getting. Uh, I saw your story yesterday on Instagram, Jen. So you're getting, you're having a fun time with this, which is nice. Like I think you're a really great candidate for this. You've got oh, a great thanks. personality for it, and you're just enjoying the ride, right? Why a, not? Yeah. A lot of people put too much weight behind this, or a lot of people would be too, um, I don't know what's the way to like, uh, too nervous mm-hmm. to come on the air or that. But you're super comfortable. You're super likable and personable, and I think you're perfect for this. And you're enjoying the ride on Instagram yesterday. But you have been dealing with questions, as Dylan has, as I have, and as Robbie has. Why the hell aren't the two of you dating? So let's get that out of the way first. <laughs> so when you guys meet at this cooking competition and she tags you, and Dylan, mm-hmm. you're, you're searching for her. Are you searching for her because you think, oh, there's a girl I want to see? Or are you just no, like, no, I'm just no. curious who it is? No, 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 no. It's because no. I had seen posts of Bagel Bar before. Okay. And, and I posted from Bagel Bar. Right, that's what it was. And and then the Bagel Bar, I I, I, I don't think I had tried it at the, at the time, or I might have tried it. But amazing. No, you hadn't. Amazing looking bagels, and I was really interested in them. Okay, because uh, there there was a little buzz going on about it. They looked amazing. I wanted to try them, and uh, she was in the building, so I wanted to meet her at that point. Okay, so was there ever an attraction? Did you ever look at each other as romantic suitors first when you met each other? Like, mm, he's kind of cute, or mm, she's kind of cute, or was it always just like that? Bagels, food, friends. Yeah, I don't even know how we became friends. Like, what what happened after that? How did it? How did it uh, continue? I think you came the following week and you got bagels, so we started chatting then, and we just kind of kept in touch. And then, um, and then you told me that you did photography and I needed a bagel photo shoot done, so I came to your house and we did that, and that ended up taking like eight hours. Yes. So we hung out for the day there, and then what else did we? Do? Oh, we went for me, you, and Robbie went for dinner, and then I think it's always been over food, right? And then mm-hmm. we and we went to. Um, we went to Jack's Burger Shack for a burger, if you remember, and I did the thing with. Yes. Uh, I hung out with you and Cozy that time, and we just we've just always stayed in touch and just chatted. Was there ever a romantic interest from you, Jim? No, 
know. I mean, he's a handsome guy. And when I first met him, I was like, because I'd don't. i never listened to your show, sorry to admit that. Yeah. So I obviously was not raised here. Uh, so I just, and I, I was never into listening to the radio, like, period. Nothing, uh, it wasn't, I had loyalty elsewhere. Uh, and I was just like, oh, who is this guy? But we, we met and it was just a friendship. Like, we just had a, a good, it, it, there's never been any tone of, anything more than friendship between us. That's no, the best kind of friendship. It is. It honestly, uh, and it has been. The, everyone around, though, like, like, I was dating a girl, mm-hmm. and, and uh, she was very, she really didn't like uh, the fact that Jem and I were friends. Okay. She was, like, passively, aggressively uh, saying, she would say things that was just like, what? Like, and really I, I didn't even see it that nothing. way. It was based on nothing, though. It was just, it was just the fact that we were friends, because there, there really is, if I was a, a guy or if he was a girl and we had exactly the same interactions, nobody would bat an eyelid. Mm-mm. So, Jem, if you meet one of these guys that we set you up with and he says, my best friend is a girl, mm-hmm. you're going to be totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. Totally, totally fine. fine. Yeah. It's, it's important because it is hard for people. Like, I, I am open about my friendship with Kristen. And, mm-hmm. and Kristen's my ex-wife and we have a ton of problems sometimes and yeah. disagreements and we butt heads. Usually it's over parenting. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, we get along wonderfully. And, uh, you know, some people don't really look too kindly on that. Some people think, oh, well, what do you mean? The ink isn't dry on your divorce papers? What, you're not actually divorced yet? <laughs> no, we'll get there. But right. a lot of women are like, oh, I don't know about this. And then on the other side, there are a lot of women, and no, usually ones who are uh, out of a relationship, like in a divorce situation, that say like, oh, I wish I had that relationship. Right. I respect right. that a ton. So it's really important, I think, at, at your age, Jem, and Dylan, and my age, for certain, that you respect the fact that there's always going to be a relationship with an ex there if it was meaningful in any way. And then yeah. f- with friends as well. Right. Right? I just really am of the belief that if two people want to be together, like, they would be. Like, for example, if Dylan and I, on any level, wanted to be together, well, we wouldn't be doing all of this. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, it would be. Like, people keep asking me that, and I think that all the time when they're just like, oh, you'd be perfect for it. So it's like, if I had that in my head, yes. you think I would be trying to get her other dates? Right. Like, there is no part of me that would be like, I got to set up the girl that I really like with somebody else. Right. So that just doesn't even make sense to me. It is really hard for people to understand that, though, because we get it every day. Every time oh, you talk about Jim, even time. before we started this, mm-hmm. every time, yeah. like, Dylan, why don't you date her? Like, mm-hmm. during the whole Manless May campaign, it was Dylan. Right. You're right there in front of her. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. It's I, and, and, and as cliche as it sounds, but it is 1,000% true, and she's great. She really, really is great. But our, I would never for a second want this friendship that I have with her mm-hmm. to be damaged in any way, shape, or form because mm-hmm. it, getting a friendship like this is really hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, these aren't things that you do. You don't just pick, like, and especially when you get older, I find making friends is so hard. Like, yep. making friends with guys or with girls is so hard. So when you find someone that you just click with and that you have a great friendship with, like, I love the fact that, like, I'm hungry at 11 o'clock on, on a Thursday afternoon. I can just call Jam and go, like, hey, let's go eating in 30 minutes. And she's like, yep, let's do it. She's all in. Like, you're, you're, you're right there. You have somebody for that. Yep. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. Right. All right. So, Jem, you moved to this country how long ago? Uh, I moved here in September. It will be eight years. Eight years. And you moved yeah. with a boyfriend at the time? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's show that. Like we we, we're, we said, we're going to get into everything about Jem because yeah. if anybody's oh, listening wow. to this thing and uh, she'll be perfect for me or she'll be perfect for somebody I know. <laughs> so what happened? You're living in the UK and and what happened? So, yeah, I'm, I'm 
in this relationship in the UK and um, he, he got offered a job over here um, and he moved about six months ahead of me because they wanted him like right away. I moved a little bit afterwards and um, yeah, it was uh, it was an absolute disaster. Like, from, it was, from day one? And I, uh, yes, pretty much from day one. I, it was probably from day two. I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done? He just, he, I, the, the, the red flags were there. Like I was young, I was 26 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember from day two thinking, what have I done? Like this is going to be really difficult because it just became really obvious that he no longer wanted me there. But I think he felt the pressure of how, it was, it was honestly, it was awful. <laughs> really? I can, I can laugh now, but. It was very, very tough because, I mean, you can't just go stay at your mum's house or, you know. You've got nowhere. You're you're in a strange land, literally. And you knew and I nobody. Knew, I knew zero people. I think I think he, um, he'd made a friend and he introduced me to his wife, who now has become a good friend. And one of her friends is one of my closest, closest friends. So really, like, that connection was what kind of saved me and made me, uh, it made it possible for me to stay here. Like, they took me in after, like I said, uh, I think I mentioned it on my story yesterday, three months, found out that he was being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody that I had met two or three times said, come and stay with me, get you on your feet, and then you can start a new life here or head home or do whatever you want. And it just gave me the freedom to kind of decide what I wanted to do. But, yeah, it was a crazy time, a really crazy Did time. Did you want to head home? Like, when, yeah. when that happens, how do you not just go, like, oh, the hell with this place? Yeah, you're three months. You know, there was a big part of me that, and I think if my mum was honest, she probably would say that she had hoped that I would go home um, just because it was such a nightmare. But there was part of me that thought I've quit my job, I've sold everything, and there was a re- the economy was terrible in the UK at the time. So all of my friends were having a really hard time finding work and had been laid off. And um, I thought, okay, I either go back, and I had just got a job here, I remember that, and um, I thought I either go back and I start from scratch again, or I've kind of almost started a little life. I have a job. Somebody's taken me in. I can probably get myself a place to stay. Um, and then I also, there was part of me, probably the small, like, stubborn streak that I had. And I thought, like, I came out here for a bit of an adventure, and I don't want this guy to be the thing that ruins it. I would like to, if I decide to go home, I want it to be because I decided I wanted to go home and Edmonton wasn't for me, not because you were bad to me. So um, I decided that I would stick it out for a while and just see if I could make it something positive. And I mean, well, here we are. And I just, I'm so glad that I did. Like, how, really glad that I did. How long were you guys together in the UK? Uh, it had been a few years. Okay. It had been a while, but we had been long distance. So um, I think then as soon as we were kind of under the same roof, <laughs> a, yeah. a lot of things came to light. Okay. That I wouldn't have known. Okay. So you got here three months later. The relationship ends. The reason you moved here is over. You get taken in. You think, you know what? I'm going to show myself that I can I can be here for a reason. Um, and then you, how long until you opened the bagel bar? Oh, uh, so if it's been nearly eight years. I only opened bagel bar about two years ago. How come? Um, so I was working as an executive assistant, um, and I had done that for a long time and I I liked it and um you know I feel like I was fairly good at it and I was doing well I just couldn't imagine myself doing that or working for somebody for the rest of my working life so I started to think about what I would do if I could work for myself and it became clear that it would be something in food but I had never worked in food 
so um, I had the idea for Bagel Bar because I hadn't been able to find a good bagel. Started making my own um, and then decided that Bagel Bar would be a good idea. So I enrolled in uh, culinary school. So I think it was January 2019, I started culinary school. And then when the summer break came, I kind of, um, just as a test, decided to start Bagel Bar. And it just... um, it just took off, and I never ended up going back to culinary school. So it just it happened way faster than I thought it would. But had you been making bagels your entire life, or you just learned how to make bagels because you couldn't find a good one here, and you ended up just being really good at bagels? Yeah, I've been making them for about one year. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So you liked bagels, but you didn't know what was went into a bagel. Not a clue. No clue. And you learned how to make a bagel, and then you opened a bagel shop, which is being so well-received as the best bagels in the city. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of testing and a lot of uh, trialing with friends and and people as well. But um, I remember when I was in culinary school, I'd take them in and give them to all of my chefs and say, what do you think? What do you think of this batch? Um, So there was a lot of that that happened. But yeah, and uh, honestly, it wasn't, it didn't come straight to mind to start a business. People started saying, I would pay for these. You have to sell these. And I was like, oh, maybe this is an idea. And then I, you know, you start to look around the city. There's not really other people doing this at the moment or like authentically anyway, like boiling and baking. Um, And I know why, because it's so much work. But um, yeah, so then I decided to go for it. But it is kind of a wild ride when you think it's not something that I've been doing my whole life. So it feels like, again, Dylan, you know her really well. and I'm just kind of interviewing her right now to get to get up to speed. Right. But it feels like when it comes to attributes that you can bring not just to a relationship, not bring it to a relationship, but attributes of your own that could be very attractive to others, it it feels like ambition would be number one, right? Like that's, everything you've done just drips with ambition. Like you, you decide to come here and you think, nope, you know what, I'm going to stick it out. No, nope, you know what, I need a good bagel. I'm going to open up a damn bagel shop. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it, I'm going to run a business that becomes successful. I don't want to say almost overnight because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but it feels like you've achieved in a relatively quick timeline some amazing things just due to your dedication and your commitment. Yeah, I I think um, I am ambitious uh, in in a fairly laid back way. Like I'm not somebody who's like an A type personality. I, I I but I do. I I have this kind of underlying ambition, um, and I really feel like a lot of the tough things. And I think everybody can say this. Like I have had really no harder of a life than anyone else, and I've been very lucky. But I do feel like the tough things that I've gone through, and situations that I've been forced into, like on my own, and had to deal with. Has just kind. Of, I've ended up becoming more of a person that just I have like a belief in myself that I can, if I put my mind to something, I can probably do it. Well, that's a pretty great quality to have. Well, absolutely. And if you think like two years for Bagel Bar and a, a global pandemic, almost lining up, right? It's incredible. Yeah. So you're and and, and the business has taken off, and it, it's just awesome to watch. Yeah. So would it's you say crazy. that the business is 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 flourishing right now? Would would that be a word you would assign to how work is going for you? Yeah, it's going really well. Like the growth has been um, really amazing over the last few years. Like I feel very 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 fortunate. Just and I I genuinely put it down to Edmonton being such an incredible community and like the whole support local and people just buying into what it is that I'm doing and trying to do. And, and um, yeah, it's incredible. Like, it's amazing to watch. Sometimes I really do have to stop and pinch myself and uh, 
and be like, look at what's happening how, like, and how fast. Was there anything about Edmonton that kept you from moving home? Is it things that you really liked about Edmonton? Yeah, I, I really, I know a lot of people are very hard on it, but I really think Edmonton is what you make of it. And since since I've moved here, I've met nothing but some of the most wonderful people. Um, I find the majority of people to be so kind. And, you know, people from where I'm from are great, but there's just a, it, it's a very different place. Like, it's not as pretentious here. Um, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity. You can be yourself. It's, it's laid back. Um it's just, I really think it's a lovely place. I really do. I, I, I don't know where life will take me, but I, I genuinely believe, even if I do not end up staying in Edmonton, I will always have a base here. I think I'll spend a considerable amount of time here always. You've met a lot of great people here, except for one. And that's who we're looking for, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's one great person you have yet to meet, and uh, we're trying to find them. So, Dylan, you've been sifting through some of the applicants. You want to kind of weigh in on all of this? Yeah, no, like, so I have, uh, I mean, our friendship has uh, really been strong, like, at its strongest probably since, like, September of last year. Mm-hmm. And then we, we've probably been in contact, what, every day since September, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. like, so every day. So I have been alongside, before Manless May existed, mm-hmm. kind of going through what dating is and what dating apps are and, and, and just through her eyes and just seeing, like, what is out there and what guys are doing and, and kind of as part of uh, every single storyline going, like, oh, jeez. Like, the, the, <laughs> it, it just got to the point where... Uh, you start to think, like, is, is Jem the problem or are the guys the problem? But, like, when you start to hear the stories, you're like, guy's the problem, guy's mm-hmm. the problem, guy's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where Manless May came from because it's just got so many, so many wild, like, the stories Jem can tell about dating and, and like, the, the guys she has interacted with, like, some of them where you're just like, how is this even, like, this is a movie. How is this guy a real guy? But he was real. I watched the text messages come in. I would see the interaction. Uh, and then so Manless May happened. Which was, I think, really, really good as a reset to reset your mind, to reset where you're at, and go like, okay, like let's put all the the weird and and the odd and and the not so good guys behind us. Let's focus on who I am, figure out who I am again, get back to my core, and then start this where we actually start finding people. And and we were talking just last night about how unique it is that our listeners feel so strongly that Jem could be the one for their friend. Like, what an honor that yeah. is. Yep. To have mm-hmm. them saying, like, th- th- these people I-, I really believe in, and I believe that they would be great for you. All right. So that's where we're at right now. <clears throat> and uh, I have four dates currently lined up. But there are more people in, in the inbox that I got to go through. Yeah. And uh, I took them over yesterday to Bagel Bar. Yeah. And we, we just kind of, mm-hmm. like, went through the ones that all the girls that know her agreed. And Jem like, yeah. hasn't seen any pictures of any of no. those guys. Okay. No, this is the beauty of it. Okay. So she's not going to get to see them. You're going to end up on a walk together. Boom. We'll see if there's some sort of romance. Now, we, we just got to set the walking path for like a 35-minute walk somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's not too time-consuming for either one of them. If Because you know, within the f- first couple of minutes of seeing someone, you know whether or not there's some sort of spark that will happen. Right. And so uh, Friday, I'm going to try to set up a couple. You're cool with that, Jam, And then either Saturday or Sunday, somewhere in there, uh, p- yeah. potentially two more. With mm-hmm. uh, everything from the guy who has accidental abs to just this giant teddy bear. We assume he has accidental abs. We haven't seen him shirtless yet, but no. we know abs aren't important to you, Jim. But he might have abs. I guess it, w- it would be a bonus to be pleasing to the eye, correct? <laughs> I, 
Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you've been right alongside her with all these dating stories. Sure. Give us the top three oh, ones, God. like <laughs> worst ones or strangest <laughs> ones, or look, we're gonna ask questions here. Yeah, that's I want to get. You. I can't uh, say. I want to get it all, into all of this. So, what are the ones that you just you blew your mind? Like, oh my God, do I? I have to call Dylan right away and tell him about this guy. <laughs> like, what are the top three? Top two? I don't care. Oh, what would you say, Dylan? I'm not getting involved in this. I'll oh, I'll no, share the story as soon as you tell me which one you want to go with. Oh, I know. I know it's tough. Um, I mean, we're not going to say any names or be too specific, right? But sure. I mean, sure. I mean, I think I think the general theme is just uh, lying, <laughs> like, right? Uh, which Dylan will be able to vouch for, but. Um, yeah, I mean, just from, like, being told that um, they'd won the lottery to, um, you know, just lying about kind of, like, not being involved with somebody else and then repeatedly finding out that they were. Um, I don't know. What, what one stands out for the most for you, Dylan? You know which one it is. It's the guy that lied about everything and then doubled down on his line and recently apologized for lying. I want to hear about this. <laughs> I mean, he apologized for it recently, so it's not like we're saying things he didn't know. Right. Uh, it, it was just, it, the guy, I don't know, he was, he was just so caught up in, in trying to tell two different stories. Mm-hmm. But the, the confidence that he told the two different stories, I really, I, I, I honored his confidence. That's the key, right? Because he, he, when, when caught, he just doubled down. Like, what was he lying about? And, like, I knew the truth. Another like, girl. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so there was an... somebody else in his life? Yeah. And, like, the things he tried to pull off were so ridiculously... Like, he would sit and hear the story and be like, oh, my God, that's such a lie. Call him on it. And then she would, and then he would just double down on the lie. Right. Ultimately, uh, he, he did apologize. So recently. was he in a long-term relationship, or he was just dating other people while he was dating you? other people while he was dating me okay mm-hmm. and that's uh, but that's kind of the dating scene is it not when you're meeting people online sure as is long as you're not lying okay yeah which is okay. fine and yeah. that, my whole point had been it's fine if you want to date other people like, i would prefer to just focus on one person at a time so just let me know and i'll kind of i'll bow out like yeah. i just you do what you need to do but you know i would just rather you be honest and uh so yeah no we kept catching <laughs> Yeah, the honesty wasn't great. Okay. But I no. like I love playing detective alongside, right? Okay. Catching people in lies. Dylan is, is actually wild. lead detective on most of these things. <laughs> I it, love you it. You give him like one little snippet of information and Dylan can find the whole story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you like to think the best of people while Dylan likes to think the worst of yeah. people and somewhere in the middle you find out the answers, <laughs> right? Probably true. Okay. Yeah, Probably true. true. Uh were, were you close to anybody? Like did you get close to somebody that you were like, "Oh no, this person is really good and they're they're not shady, they're not dishonest." They're not anything and for for one reason or another it didn't work out or were they all just nightmare yeah. train wrecks no on so so i've been single for um in october it'll be two years so what a year and a half ish just over mm-hmm. and i would say probably the first uh like nine months was um nine months to a year was great i met so many wonderful men who just unfortunately it didn't end up being a match but I could genuinely walk away hand on heart saying, what a wonderful man. He's going to make someone really happy and I wish him all the luck in the world. And then something kind of happened around September last year and it just, then it became all of these kind of like crazy stories. I've met some really lovely people, but um, it just, unfortunately, the connection wasn't there. Okay. I gave this, uh, it's funny, my my ex-wife, Kristen, is 
online dating, and I don't know what platform she's using. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's getting equally. I mean, we, we, anytime we talk about online dating, and we've been kind of using you as an example, Jim. But it, yeah. it, so many people, women mainly, will flood our inbox or message us or contact us in any way, saying how bang on everybody is on what a nightmare it is, mm-hmm. and how difficult it is, and how everybody's full of shit. There it is. No, you got your one. And how it's just on and on and on it goes and it's very rarely is there anybody that, that you can trust and in those moments that you can trust them, they're lovely but the connection isn't there. My mm-hmm. my ex-wife is she has gone through a phase since we split up of really building herself up. Kind of like you did in May where like spending time on her. Mm-hmm. Except she spent an, an, ex- an extended period of time and you know her very well, Dylan, and mm-hmm. you know that she is I wouldn't say stubborn. Well, I would say stubborn, but <laughs> she is um, very self-involved. She's no, wonderful. She's one. Uh, but she's beautiful. She's kind. She is focusing on her. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't fit into her life, then she doesn't have time for you. See, but this is something that I say I notice a lot with dating mm-hmm. when you get thirty plus. Mm-hmm. When you start to date on these dating apps, and it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to say that it's a bad thing, but like. These girls that are focusing on them are so busy focusing on them that they almost right. don't allow space right. for other people. Right, and that's what I'm noticing with Kristen and what I said to Chris because every time she meets a guy, she lays out almost her standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, but and look, I, I'm not on the dates, sure. but it sounds like almost obnoxiously so. Like, look, if you don't fit these, yes. I've got no time for you. Right. And that's almost ha- uh. how she is. And she's really starting to, and she doesn't love when I divulge too much personal information about her struggles with dating, but she says, like, she's really getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And you throw the pandemic on top of it, and that she only has her kids every other week, and she she's 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 bored, she's stir crazy, and now she's starting to look at herself like, oh my god, maybe I've pushed away a lot of great guys mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. being too focused on myself. And I said to her, like, Chris, you're 43 years old, you're a mother of two, like you have to realize that the people you're meeting also have priorities, also have boundaries, also are established, and it's time to negotiate and compromise a little bit. Right. And yeah. it's, it's a tricky balance, though, right, Jim, to to put yourself first, but not first and enough that you push away other people who are trying to put themselves first well it's interesting that like, I, I get where she's coming from and i think a lot of people do that and i i may have even been that person at one point myself my my personal approach is that i think i absolutely everybody should have their standards and things that you know work for them and deal breakers i don't think you necessarily need to lay them out though i think you just need to know them and be strong enough in them in your mind that you can quietly observe and you can just act on it. I don't need to tell someone, like, you better not be a liar. You you know, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I just have to observe that. If there's red flags, I have to pay attention to them. I think Dylan and I have spoken about this, about kind of being too strong on that, because you can end up scaring people into not being themselves yep. if you come on too strong. So I think if you, you have to give people the space to be themselves and to show you who they are and... And also just what, stand strong to your own morals. What we what we talked about recently, and and uh, it's very very true with dating. What's happening though is is like everybody's coming with a checklist. It feels like yes, yes, yes. Right? yes. So you got your little checklist, and it's instead of just meeting someone and allowing them to present themselves and be like, hey, who is this person? You're already like, okay, do they have kids? Okay, okay. Do they have check, a job? No. Nope. Okay, okay, yep. okay. Do they are they good with their family? Okay. Like it's not even like you want to meet anyone. You already have this list of this fantasy person you've created in your head and they have to match it completely they have to check all the boxes and if not you're like nope no thank
thank you, and you're out. Wait. Instead of going like, okay, well, maybe they're not perfect in your head, but trust me, you don't know what perfect is because you don't have it yet. Well, the checklist in general is kind of a bad idea. Like, shouldn't you meet the person and go, God, I love this about them. Boy, mm-hmm. do I like it. Oh, I didn't even think I was looking for something like this. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's right? not happening right. at all. Everyone already has it so like so dialed into exactly what they want and how they want to be treated and how they want to be talked to and how they what like every part of it. Yeah. Like Jem says, like have it in the back of your mind of like, okay, this is what I want, but you gotta be open minded to let someone be themselves and see if perhaps maybe that person is for you. Because right now, I always tell Jem this uh, everyone you think is for you mm. isn't because you're not with them anymore. Right. Right? Like yeah. so, so whoever you thought was your guy or your type, mm-hmm. you're wrong. Because you're not with them. Right. So you got to be more open-minded as to who your type or guy might be or your girl, whatever the fact is. Mm-hmm. Because at this point of your life, eh, you haven't been able to use your discretion to find your person. And that's kind of how this was born is like, okay, let me look at through some guys and let other people maybe tell you some guys that might be good or good reasons. Instead of like swiping left and right on somebody and then yeah. going through the questionnaire checklist and literally taking 24 to 48 hours to respond to a message that says, how are you? Like, how yeah. are you going to get excited about that? Yeah. How yeah. are you going to find somebody? And I think also when you think about like the people that you've like loved previously or had great relationships with previously that maybe just didn't work out. If I think about some of like, because you get to know that person organically, there are things that you maybe wouldn't accept or be into if they were written on a profile straight up, but because you care about them and you love their personality or they make you laugh, you can kind of, like you said, compromise on some stuff because it just actually doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You get really tied up on the details. Now, I know what this is going to sound like, and it's not supposed to sound like this, but it's just through my experiences of my life, mm-hmm. right? So um, would you f- consider yourself, Jem, and you too, Dylan, would you consider yourselves forgiving of a person's past if they have made mistakes, if they've been unfaithful in the past, if they have, oh, I don't know, say, been an alcoholic in the past, if they have, <laughs> if they have, but they have a lot of those skeletons in the closet or those things that they're not proud of or those things that they've actually spent the lifetime, their lifetime, uh, improving to live the rest of the, their time of their life as the time of their life. Are you willing to say, like, okay, he, he was using me as an example, yeah. right? Okay, he, had, oh God, yeah, like he had a lot of bad spots in mm-hmm. his life. He, mm-hmm. but he's, he's reconciled that. He's come to a lot of understanding of that and he is improved he is trying to be better he has recognized the power of loving himself and being he's changed can you say that like would you like if if you went on a date right Jem, you and i go out and i say yeah i was an alcoholic i was in a relationship and that relationship went sideways for a bunch of bad shit that i did oh there's another one damn it um but but uh, you're upfront and honest about what kind of person you were do you think yeah i don't know if i trust that or is the openness of a bad history enough for you to say well let's give this guy a shot and see or are you like no there's too many things in the back in the rearview mirror that prevent me from moving forward no, I think the openness would definitely be a good indicator that there's like some work that's going on there, which is obviously a really positive thing. But I tend to think that people who have been through really tough times have probably done more work, especially who are able to talk about it and and acknowledge and, you know, talk about the changes that they've made in their life. I feel like they've probably done a lot more work on themselves than many people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot to be said for that and a lot of credit to be given. So, I mean, I definitely wouldn't write it off. I think for me, if the connection is there with anyone, I'm the kind of person that I can probably make most things work. If, if you care that much about somebody, it will just work. I really am a believer of that. 
Um, so I definitely wouldn't write it off. I think the most powerful thing I've been able to do, Dylan, your criticism with me in relationships has been I jump in too quickly with mm-hmm. so many of them. But the most powerful thing I've been able to do since I've been back and been single again is in the handful of people that I've dated a couple of times is not fall for them and try and make them love me because I've now realized how important I am, which is what you did kind of over the past two years, Jim. But what you definitely yeah. did last month is I've realized how to love myself. For mm-hmm. so long, I was lost on how to love yourself. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. And now that I've started to figure it out, I've realized. I don't need somebody else to f- fill that up for me. Yeah, but you did forever. I've done it for myself. I did, it, problem, for, I right? did it forever, which is what was the, you know, the catalyst to all the other problems. It was this huge chain reaction of all that. Right. Now that I've been able to break that chain, I'm not so in, in like uh, ambitious to jump into something right away. Right. You know? So I think that work that you did by swearing off of dating for the month of May, whether it's a month or for a really long time, mm-hmm. I think that's going to pay you great dividends. Now, that being said, Jim... We talk about there shouldn't be a checklist. There, we don't need to check all the boxes. Let's just judge everybody or, or base it on, on who they are. There is one that is important to you more than any other, and that's the children one, right? It is, yeah. At least, at least to be open to it, I think. Um, I mean, I'm not even 100, 100, 100% certain. Um, like if you said to me it's now or never, I, I would have to think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be a straight yes. But I definitely want to know that the option is available for sure. So if somebody was a straight, like, no, I don't want kids, then that probably would not work. Right. Yeah. So 50-50 or, yeah, I've always saw myself with kids and I don't have any and I wouldn't mind having a family, but I'm open to either. That's kind of your approach on it. Well, and often, like, even from when I was was using the dating app, um, a a common theme was if I met the right person, then I would be open to it. Like, the last thing I think anyone wants to do is be parenting with somebody that they don't get on with. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh-huh, whether they're your kid or not. <laughs> uh, okay. Yep. But yeah, I just, I, so yeah, I think it would, um, if it was the right person and I really felt like, you know, I think we could do this well together, then yeah, I would be very open to it. And you have, I, I don't know if, like, I know I've asked this and there's been kind of a tiptoe response, but it's more you would like your own child. You don't want to inherit, even if, if the man you meet has a one-year-old, it's it's yeah. more like you would like your own child? I would, if, if somebody had a one-year-old um, or, you know, any any age, um, then I'm totally open to that. I would just still like to know that the option was there for me to have my own as well. Okay. All right. Um, but if he, not- if he had, like, uh, again, using me as an example, a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old, you're like, that's too far down the road. I want to have, I, I want to really be that that full parent i don't want to yeah, end up being like the big sister i mean here's the thing it's like when you look at it on a piece of paper and i've got the checklist yeah i probably would say i don't think the situation is for me right if i like organically met that person at work and it just flourished and it was like this person i can't leave this i could never ha- not have this person in my life maybe i would be able to work around it but um in this situation, like with a checklist, yeah, I would probably say it's not ideal. See, that's that unknown serendipitous nature of love, yeah. though. Like you don't know until you know is truly. It's a real statement because it can. You can meet somebody that changes your entire view on things. Like I, oh, I yeah. have this goal and this goal and this goal, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Their goals are more important than my goals. Right. Like that can happen, right? And it can happen honestly, and not just to say it to and making sacrifices that you're going to resent later. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's so interesting when you 
when you start to just uh, experience, and that's what, like we keep saying, but no one is just letting experience happen. Everyone's too busy trying, like, especially when you hit, like, uh, uh, like Jem's age with wanting to have kids. Like, I have heard Jem say prior, like, prior to Manless May, going like, well, I mean, maybe that guy could work out. I know it's not really ideal, but at this point, and you're just like, oh, my goodness, no, don't start settling just because... You, you have this urge to have children, and all of a sudden, yeah. like, I, I I believe you said, well, I I can't really be choosy. And I'm like, no! Now's the time to be more choosy. For a break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't really be choosy. It's just like, oh, boy, yeah. I didn't want yeah. that. Yeah. You can yeah. You, you can be, you can negotiate. You can sure. c- compromise. Yeah. But you can't sacrifice. And that's where I think you were almost getting to, to the point where it's just like, okay, well, uh, here, here's someone, uh, a lot of people will understand uh, if you're on a dating app. But if you're on the dating app, you have the left and right, like uh, I don't like or I like. Mm-hmm. And once mm-hmm. you get through the entire thing, you can then go through it again. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what, once you start going through it second, third, or fourth time, Think about what you're doing. You've wrapped the game. Yes. Yeah. We yes. used to joke about it, though. We used to joke about it. We'd be like, okay, I'm going through with a different pair of eyes now. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> My standards have changed. Exactly. And then when you start changing your standards because they didn't catch your eye in the first place, then, you're, then you can start to go like, okay, maybe I need a break. Maybe this isn't for me right yeah. now. Out of curiosity, because I haven't been on a dating app, I don't even know what they look like. Um, but if have you ever uh, seen a guy? swiped either way on him maybe even gone out with him and then later saw him as a different profile is that a common occurrence what do you mean there's a different profile like where he well like you see a guy named dave and he's 34 and he looks oh. handsome and whatever and then like a couple weeks later you go like hey, i think i know that guy wait he's not charles he's dave <laughs> oh no i've never done that oh i wondered if that happened hey, i bet you much. it does it's got to right yeah it's from time to time i think depending on the app uh, a question i'm also very curious about because Kristen has shared this with me that the uh, the number of uh pictures of men's penises as an icebreaker seems to be incredibly high is that ha- was that happening to you no, I've never had that. <laughs> okay, because Kristen said she'd just get a dink as an introduction. She can't. An in- really? introduction. I, I Yeah. On, I only, so, like, Hinge doesn't let you uh, send pictures, whereas I think um, Bumble does, and I think also Plenty of Fish does, and I haven't used that for years and years and years, but okay. um, I think it's more rife on those kind of sites, but, no, I, I, I have to say... <laughs> had any of that yeah i think she said she was messaging with a guy a couple times nothing nothing deep at all they weren't setting up a date or anything Mm -hmm. and then on a friday night she wasn't doing anything she was watching like rupaul's drag race at home (laughs) and she picks up her phone and she checks she has a message and it's a picture of his penis and he just says hey you up Uh. Like, in their last chat was like, oh, you have kids? Okay. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden this penis wow. comes into the picture. Friday. Yeah. Alcohol. Uh, that's got, problems that's what it is. Um, okay, so you, let, uh, let's get into some of that. Let's get to know Jem as well with uh, the love languages, the five love ah, languages. Yes. Okay. Are oh. you familiar with the love languages, Jem? Yeah. Okay, so words of affirmation are one, like, oh, now, my God, you look great today, or God, I love your the eyes, or you're beautiful. The confusing part of uh, this is... Are what you, you given what you receive. Right, which one are we asking? Uh, we'll ask what, what you like to receive first, okay. Jim, okay? okay. Uh, words of affirmation, my God, you look beautiful today. Oh, I love the way you make my heart race when, I, when you smile like that. Uh, quality time. Let's just sit on the couch, have a glass of wine, and let's just chat quality time let's go for a walk let's do this physical touch you know getting it on mm. um <laughs> acts of service like 
hey, babe, look, I cleaned the house while you were out. What do you think? Ta-da! And receiving gifts. Like, here's some earrings for you. I was just thinking about you. Okay, so that, there's a brief description of the five love languages. Um, yeah. What would be the one that you, that touch your heart the most from a guy to you? So I've actually done this quiz. Okay. And I believe that my top two were um, quality time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to just, I don't need to be in somebody's pocket, but I love to be with somebody where you can just do like the most normal things and mm-hmm. have a good time mm-hmm. and just enjoy that. It doesn't have to be like a big grand thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also physical touch. And even just in the sense of like, Holding hands. Holding hands. And not all, like, I'm not, like, a huge PDA or anything like that, but um, just, like, yeah, just, like, quick cuddles, that kind of thing. I I love all of that. But I also really like, um, which does come much lower down, is um, acts of service, but really just when it comes to stuff that I don't know how to do. Right. Or don't want to know how to do. (laughs) Okay. So those are the ones that appeal to you. Mm -hmm. Now, the ones that you feel spell love... If you want to show somebody you love or care about them, the ones you exude would be. Um, I, well, I feel like when it's your, I do think that it's the ones that you receive that you tend to give out. Sure. So I definitely think quality time and physical touch would be uh, my main ones. Um, but I do believe in observing like what that person receives well, because they may love something else. They may love, um, I don't know being told all the time that they're really handsome, in which case that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, for me, I like receiving words of affirmation and physical touch. Those are by right. f- Your by wife f- didn't give you either of I those. I know. Well, and we'll look where we are now. <laughs> like, those for me are the two biggest ones. Really? Words yeah. of affirmation and physical touch. But what I like to give, acts of service and giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that I like mm-hmm. to give more than anything oh, else. Okay. And I, I like giving a little physical touch here and there. But, I, <laughs> but like, that's how I, like, in the bedroom's one thing. But outside of the bedroom, yeah, I love to give gifts. And I love to tell people, or I love to do things for people that make, make them appreciate mm-hmm. me. Right? Mm-hmm. And that can, careful, that can lead to resentment if it's not important to the other person. Hence why yeah. these five love languages are so important dylan right. what about you uh I, I i it's changing more and more th- as i age sure. um i think the quality time has become something that uh, maybe because i've been alone for a long time or I haven't been in a, a, a overly seriously rela- uh, serious relationship that like i'm alone a lot mm-hmm. so quality time is something i look for <laughs> Or do you enjoy having your own time and striking that balance is important, too? It's always been important to me to have uh, my own time and, and strike the balance. But mm-hmm. the more and more you spend on your own, the more you're like, yeah, it would be nice to do this with somebody. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have somebody around. And uh, as far as like, I love physical touch in, in any form. Right, I, I I absolutely uh, love just. Do, uh, do you really? Yeah. See, uh, anytime I spend time with you and you've been with uh, a partner, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of physical touch. I'm not you. big PDA. Not not. No, but if people. I'm at your house and you're with somebody you're dating, yeah. I don't see your arm go around or I don't see you hold hands a lot. I'm surprised by physical touch. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, those relationships didn't work yeah, out. That's okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So those are big. And then the ones that I would, uh, the ones that I would give. Acts of service, yeah. big time. I for love you. acts of service and giving gifts. gifts. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. I think uh, I I get way more pleasure out of it than anyone would ever receive. Yeah. Um, on the other yes. end, you always have. Dylan yeah. is a huge gift giver. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes, he I is. I just I enjoy it. I think it's and I, I don't enjoy it for I I just I love getting into someone's head. 
and what the, what they would like, something they wouldn't maybe get themselves, something they wouldn't even think about themselves. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they go like, oh, my God. It's hard when you're seeing somebody that's a gift giver when you're dating somebody because sometimes that brings about a little bit of guilt because you're not as thoughtful. You don't think about mm-hmm. them and that's a, like, you don't think, <gasps> like, Kristen, for a great example, she would never give me a good gift, right? right? I could drop a thousand hints. She just wouldn't pick up on the gifts. Again, right. it's not because she's a jerk. It's just no. because that's how she was. And then so she would often say, you're such a good gift giver. I feel terrible. You're always going to overdo it at Christmas or you're going to overdo it on the just because gifts. And it's hard to understand that people just like the feeling of giving gifts Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. anything in return. Right. Like uh, anytime I'm going on on a first date, Jem has to remind me prior to going on the first date, don't go and do anything spectacular. Oh, my God. Jem, do you know the helicopter story? Oh, God, no, I don't. You've never heard the helicopter story? <laughs> no. Dylan, you've never told her the helicopter story? The helicopter story is just one of many. Dylan, do you oh, want me to tell her? Yeah, you're yeah, going to tell no, her. you oh, tell the helicopter guy, We story. all were sh- waving flags at him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, there's two that you've done. that I, are, I, I don't know how deep you want to get into this. Anyway, there's anything, the Vegas story, and then there's the helicopter story. The Vegas story. story is a lovely story that I still stand oh, by. Oh, my God. Do you know the Vegas story, Jim? <laughs> I don't think okay. so. Okay, which one do you want to know first? Uh, helicopter first. Okay, the helicopter story. What? Now, you'd been dating this girl a yeah, little bit, right? We you did dating, s- it was, seen her a couple times. It was Valentine's Day, and uh-huh. I wanted to make it special. Oh, I created a website. Oh, oh God. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, because I'll forget <laughs> some. I'll forget the details. Go ahead. I go created ahead. a website. It's very sweet, but it's a bit much at first. That was That was littered with riddles. And the riddles led us to a trip to uh, Canmore, mm-hmm. where we had a, a place in Canmore and a helicopter flight uh, around the mountains. Mm-hmm. You would think I was proposing, but I wasn't. I just wanted to make a and special... That might have been the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make a special Valentine's Day. And, and it's beautiful. It's it's wonderful that you did that, but the the problem we always told you was, Dylan, like, what are you going to do when you do propose? No. Like, you, you, like, you can't go much further. The problem, and, and I, I, I love that idea of that challenge in the back of my head. I love the idea of a proposal challenge because I have thought so many things. But I want to, I got to meet someone and figure out the challenge uh, to do with them. I can't just come up with a blanket thing. But the problem with the helicopter wasn't the helicopter. It was that she cheated on me. That's right. <laughs> had nothing oh. to do with the helicopter. <laughs> it was. Right. It, it, the, the amount of work he put into it was incredible. Like, he creates this oh. website. He gets a domain. He's got these riddles. He's, like, when... It, it, it was very beautiful. BrittanyBmind.com is yeah, what it was. That's what it was. That's right. Oh, my yeah. It was a beautiful oh, yeah. site. It was a lovely idea. I, I still stand by it being good. The Vegas one, on the other hand... Now, this is the one you don't know, Jim, as well. But th- this one was... This was a little more brazen. This was forward. Um, so you hadn't met this girl face-to-face. Correct. I saw a video of her. Right. And she lived in Victoria. Right. And she was a CrossFit champion. She was like uh, one of the very first CrossFit champions, a a regional competitor in Canada. Dylan used to be quite the CrossFitter, Jim. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Okay. And (laughs) she had this wonderful personality in this video, like such a like she was so charming in it Mm -hmm. that I was like, I need to meet this girl. Right. That's how I felt when I watched the video. I just thought I need to meet this girl. Never talked to her before. You just knew. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And then I added her on uh, maybe Instagram or Facebook, sent her a, a, a quick one-liner or something like that, and she she responded. Mm-hmm. She was very kind, and then we, we just started talking a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there, for probably a month. Mm-hmm. And we, we then... Four weeks. Yeah, we then... <laughs> 30 after, days. 
after oh, so the four sad. weeks, we we de- I I decided that I really wanted to meet her in person. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be very this. I really thought this through. Yes, you, you did. I thought it would be awkward to ask a girl to get on a plane to meet a guy that she had never met. To come to, like, his house or something or his hometown, I thought that was weird. Or vice versa. And I thought it was weird for me to go there and her feeling like this guilt or obligation in her home city of me having to come to Victoria and then to be around me. And what if she didn't like me? What if it didn't work out? Something like that. Makes sense. So instead... I thought it would be awesome because I found out she liked country music and I liked country music. I love country music. So I thought, what better way than to go over the top is a first impression if we don't go see the greatest country artist of all time, Garth Brooks, in Vegas. <laughs> Keep going. So I flew her right. to Vegas. Uh, no, I, I flew her to Edmonton so she could come and, and, and meet me in Edmonton, and then we would fly to Vegas together so we could have a plane ride together and kind of, I don't know, see if we liked each other. Mm-hmm. And so we talked on the phone maybe a couple times prior to this, and we were both into each other, and then we flew to Vegas together. Mm-hmm. And I got two hotel rooms um, so that she didn't feel uncomfortable or pressured that she would have to be in the same hotel room as me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Garth Brooks together. We did a CrossFit workout together. It was a lovely time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And which and hotel did you, room? Did you date? Oh, okay. Which hotel okay. room did she choose? <laughs> she ended up choosing my hotel room at okay. the end of the night. Yeah, okay. so we went to Garth Brooks, and we uh, we ended up being together. Okay. And it was wonderful, and it was great, and I was smitten, and she You just, were. Oh, my God. She wasn't. Because you never spoke again? She went home and you talked once, twice? Yeah, she went home, we talked once, and then she just, she didn't, she... And that was it. She she ghosted you. She didn't, yeah, I think she might have ghosted me a little bit. She She just wasn't interested. I think she was overwhelmed by it. You pushed her away? It could be overwhelming, yeah. Maybe, I don't know what, maybe it was the logistics of having a long-distance relationship that I just, I blinded myself and didn't think much of it. Uh, Maybe it was that. I mean, we slept together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she she was into me a little bit. So, Jim, you go on yeah. a walk with one of these guys Dylan sets you up with. Yeah. And you think, I kind of like this guy. So you go out one more time. Mm-hmm. And then he says, would you like to see each other again? And you say, yes, absolutely, because sparks are flying. You're interested. And yeah. then he says, okay, I've got it. You haven't slept together yet. You've got a tri- I've got a trip to Vegas, two hotel rooms, the whole deal. Do you go? It would honestly, it would completely depend on the connection with yeah. him. Okay. If we hadn't got to a point where I even felt like that would be something that would feel comfortable, I would, I would never go if I didn't feel comfortable. But if I felt like, oh, I feel like I'm completely myself with you, I can totally hang out for a weekend with you, then I would. But what I will say is that there's been people previously that I thought I could hang out for a weekend with, and I have even just at home, and then by the end of the weekend, I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, that's dangerous to do that away from home. See, Not I, dangerous as in, like, actually danger, but just, like, that's a very that could be awkward, right? Yeah, I just, I always have this vision of how great and grand, grand things could be. Like, I'm always thinking, like, uh, a Hollywood producer. You think very big. You right? think but that's very, one of very your big. Biggest, like, that is one of your, um, your uh, the, the most wonderful things about you is that you, you're very positive and you, you really think big on these things. You, you don't do anything by half. Like, I mean, we can't even eat lunch just in the car he always has to find a beautiful spot or something that makes it really lovely um but i love that about about dylan and i think dylan will agree that i always say to him these grand gestures for for people are wonderful but you have to make sure you reserve it for people who deserve them right that's and great who point. have 
and who have already shown you that they feel the same way. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you're doing it for somebody who who doesn't, you may not get that reciprocated, and then you end up feeling like you've been taken advantage the of or that you've right. done too much. Yeah, and so the the key is to make sure that you're doing it for the right people. Yeah. You know, Jim, you sound incredibly grounded. Like, you you sound like you, you know exactly what you want, but you also don't know exactly what you want yeah, until you know. see it. No, but that <laughs> yeah. but that's the way to be. You sound open-minded yeah. but also sure. And that's a great place to be. And, you, and you're definitely willing and you're having a good time with all of this. And uh, some of the people that you work with are also having a good time with this, following along and seeing yeah. the pictures and descriptions of some of these guys. I'm excited to know how the dates go. Mm-hmm. I want to spend a couple more minutes with deal breakers. Can we do that? Yes, please. If he smokes oh, cigarettes, Jim. Uh, it re- that really, really would um, not be... Uh, my preference at all but I mean again I'm always open to like you know, somebody's amazing but honestly it would be a real turn off right. if uh, you're driving somewhere he picks you up he takes you there and he parks in a handicapped spot Jim no no okay. no, no. All right. <laughs> no fair enough all right if he witnesses somebody else parking in a handicapped spot and he rolls down his window and says hey jackass <laughs> you can't park there that's for <laughs> handicapped people uh, no because he actually doesn't know if they're handicapped or not <laughs> You don't have a sticker on your damn windshield. <laughs> well, uh, okay, if he uses plastic bags and doesn't have his own bags that he brings to the grocery store. I, mean, I, I can be bad for that sometimes. Okay. I always forget them. I would have to give some leeway, but maybe we'll just try and be better together. <laughs> if he's chewing a piece of gum and he spits it out the window while he's driving. Oh, uh, no, that's not cool. All right. If yeah. you get into his car, so far we're just dealing with cars, Dylan. I've got a whole <laughs> list. If you get into his car and he says, and he has, oh, I don't know, a ton of bald Kleenexes all over the passenger seat. Oh, no. Sounds like my car. Oh, sounds really? like, it sounds like Dylan's car. Oh, that thing is covered. How you are so clean, but yet so many Kleenexes in your car. I have a nose problem. I don't know. Um, if you walk into his house or apartment or condo or whatever it might be, and he, it is a mess, and he's that's just how he lives. No. I mean, I am not like OCD clean freak, but I really like my space to be nice and taken care of, and I just... No, couldn't do it. Is it a deal breaker or a conversation maker? It really depends on if they're just naturally completely cluttered. Like, for me, if I get cluttered and messy, it's because I'm feeling cluttered and messy in my mind. So if they're always like that and it's just going to be a case of I feel like I'm cleaning or tidying up and they're forever ruining that, then that would probably end up driving me insane. Mm. But... If it's just a case of they just need to be a little more aware or maybe... And that can go both ways as well, right? Like, maybe I need to do something differently. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It would have to depend. But the constant mess would drive me crazy. Okay. If he likes to go ice fishing and insists you come along with him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would be open to it. It wouldn't be my favorite thing to do, but... Maybe once in a blue moon. If you went to dinner... The server came to take your order, and he ordered his meal, and then he said, and the lady will have, and ordered your meal as well. Absolutely not. Not Mm. a chance. That, that's the, probably the biggest deal. Gem, Gem is the person that, w- if, if she knows we're going for dinner on Friday, mm-hmm. 
and it's today. She will be Googling and planning and texting, hey, what should we have? What are we splitting? Okay. What, what are you going to go with? So, yeah, there's yeah. no way that would happen. When you're foodies, that's a tough one to, to, to get through. Yeah. Uh, if you use the word retarded, like, oh, man, it was retarded how many people were there. No, I don't. That's not good. Yep. That's, this is not the day and age to be using that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, if he talked during a movie. Oh. And that's just bit, who I, he is. Not ask you, hey, what's going? Who's that guy again? But like, he just the movie is more for the background, and he just talks to you the whole time. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, if he was a bad tipper. No, it's good to be a pretty good tipper. I mean, it should be, but yeah, if somebody's really terrible to you, I I think it should be reflected. But generally, good tipping, good tipping. If he doesn't know how to change a flat tire on the highway at one a.m. Oh, they're both hooped then. Oh, because I know nothing. He's got to know something. Right. Or at least have someone that, that can get to us, have right. a person. <laughs> if you'd like him to hang a picture in your new place because you just moved, and hey, so- he hangs it, and it's crooked because oh, no. he's terrible. He can't even hang a picture, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I love somebody that's handy. Okay. Um, I mean, ultimately, if he wasn't good, I just wouldn't ever ask him. I mean, there's the worst handy. Would be if he insisted, even though he wasn't good. Mm. There's handy, like take a hair clog out of the drain, and then there's handy, like build a deck in one day. Right. With, like you don't need that, do you? I mean, that'd be amazing, but no, I don't. I don't need that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, if he didn't open the door for you. Yeah, that those kind of manners, like I actually quite like them, and I I don't know if that's the wrong thing to say, but there is something about chivalry that is really lovely. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, it's not that I would say that he's like a bad person if he didn't, because there's you know equality and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there is something that feels really nice about that. One of the things I've done my entire life, I'm a real catch, Dylan. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah, just ask your ex. <laughs> I would no, but this is the thing. It it, it start. I did it every day that I was married to Kristen. Almost every day, I did it all the time with Sherry. I've did it with every relationship. I opened the car door for them, mm-hmm. and oh, really? the surprise they get from that, in yeah. the rarity that that is. Yeah. The last one never said thank you, though. I also noticed that. Oh, so, oh that's you know, yeah, geez, oh, yeah, goodness. Okay. You know, I actually once uh, started dating a guy. This wasn't that long ago. It was actually earlier this year. And he said to me, I, you know, I'm chivalrous and I have great manners. I always open the car door. He did it one time. Never again. Yeah. Didn't, no. he, didn't even cross his mind after that. No. No. I was like, oh, that no. didn't last long. No. There we go. Um, <laughs> if he pees with the door open. Oh, I'd rather not. Okay. I'm not into that. Like, do you see 10 years down the road, you meet your magic man, Dylan sets you up with this guy, you're happy, you've got two kids and all that, and he's going to the bathroom with the door open 10 years from now, that's still a, a, a no-go? I would prefer, I mean, I just, I mean, I've been in like long-term relationships for a few years and mm-hmm. lived together and never got to that. St- I mean, where he would, and I was just like, oh my goodness, but I personally don't. Really? But. All right, so if I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth. Why do you always have to push for the pee while, just, just stop it. I just like a different pee, different people like different <laughs> things, Dylan. So I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth. It's Saturday morning. You slept over. You're up. You've got, you're in bed, and I'm brushing my teeth. And then you get out of bed to go to the bathroom. You're going to go to the other bathroom while I'm brushing my teeth? 5,000%. 5,000%. I would, not in a million years, would I go to the toilet that you are standing, no. Will you lock the bathroom door Probably. when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> really? Probably. Wow. Okay. Jerry used to do that, too. 
She would lock the bathroom door. She had a story that uh, because her mom used to break into the bathroom when she was using it at any time just to talk to her. That's scary. So she got in the habit as (laughs) when she was a young girl to lock the bathroom door Mm -hmm. all of the time. I I still lock the bathroom door. I feel like if I was living with somebody, maybe I wouldn't. But um, but the door would always be closed. The door would be hundred percent. I close it and I live alone. God, really? Yeah. Oh, really? I don't close it living alone. I got out of the shower after the gym the other day, and I laid on top of my bed naked, Mm -hmm. and Riley (laughs) came home, and he came in, and he was like, whoa, Dad! I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm naked. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) You you get old, you don't have time to put clothes on anymore. You do have time. You have have as much time as everyone else. Closed doors. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Do you want to talk intimacy, or do you want to skip past that? No, you can talk about it. Come on, let's hear it. Okay. Um, Watch out, Jam. It's about to get awkward. From an oh intimate, well, it will get awkward, sure, uh, but we'll start not awkward, okay? Because when I was growing, sex has always been an important thing in my life, in my relationships. I don't, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction or I just really like getting down, Dylan. Okay. But when I was younger, I would always think, well, that's a horrible thing to say out of the gate. You shouldn't like, you shouldn't expect that from people. And then next thing you know, you're sexually unsatisfied, and then it just mm-hmm. becomes a bigger and bigger elephant in the room, mm-hmm. right? So sex to me is one of like such a crucial, crucial part of a relationship. And not just sex like, hey, you wanna, but really great sex where you're open and you can share each other's interests, each other's quirks, this each other's kinks. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not going to go there. Well, I, I might, but uh, you just rein me back if you can. But sex, um, love it. Could live without it. Need it. Meh. It's got to be good to want it. Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh right. No, love it, but it has to. <laughs> but it has to be with the right person, and there has to be the connection there. Like I'm not somebody who can. I can't enjoy that with just anyone. And if the connection is off or the relationship is off, it will not. It will not be great. All right. Do you believe that you can work to improve it, or if you have sex and it's terrible, then that guy's terrible, and you're not interested? Um, I think there's a certain amount that you can do, but to, for the most part, I think it's either there or it's not. Correct. In in my experience, I really, I, I've been in a relationship where unfortunately that was a part of the downfall, probably due to some other things in the relationship. And I just, it was just something that was felt impossible to resolve. So sex could be, be like if you, this guy could be perfect, except the sex isn't good and you're just like, it's just not going to work or you're, could you look yes. past it? Yeah. yeah. No, I, like, I've, I've been in that situation before and um, I'm like, I just unfortunately don't think that it would yeah, it, it just wouldn't work. All I right. don't think. Uh, so you're having sex and next thing you know, your toes are in a guy's mouth. What? <laughs> How? It happens, Dylan. Oh oh, where are you going with this? Yeah, there's a sneaky way to do it so that you can ease into it. But they do say sometimes, whoa, I didn't know my foot was in your mouth so quickly. That's how, weird how that how? works, right? Are you weirded out by that? Or are you like, oh, okay, this is something I'll try? Um, sure, go for it. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> you love the open-minded stuff, Dylan. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing that for my own personal. I am that. well aware oh, of what's happening. <laughs> well aware. Well, uh, do you have anything in closing, Dylan? Do you, Jam? Do you, like, it's been great to get to know you on all no. these different levels. You are incredibly personable, and I, I, uh, I envy the guy that's lucky enough to get to go for a walk Aww. with you and, and get to, get to know you very well. She and, is honestly, she is beyond sweet. She's oh, I know the way you talk girl. about her when she's not around. Yes, yeah, she's she's just a, a wonderful person, and I'm happy to have her in my life in all capacities. So I really am looking for for her but someone special 
someone that's going to treat her and, and realize that she is as great as she is because uh, there are a lot of guys on on dating apps there's a lot of guys out of the woodwork that eh, maybe i'll try this maybe maybe no, uh, this shouldn't be a maybe because she is uh, one hell of a catch yeah so i, I really oh, hope something good happens the only advice I've, i'd give you jim is that when you go for these walks or whatever dates you end up going on give that person the exact same person we just got mm-hmm don't Aww, hold anything back. You. Yeah. Because that's going to give that's going to give the texture and the layers to somebody and to know somebody so openly and uh vulnerably. I guess we could talk really quickly. Are you an insecure person or are you fairly confident and secure in your own your physical presence, your mental and emotional presence? I would say that for the most part I'm fairly confident. I think like anybody and especially any woman like we we can have those insecure moments, but underneath it all I do know that like not in an arrogant way at all like I do believe like I'm good enough I'm worthy of finding someone and um so I think underneath it I have a pretty good confidence that I've kind of worked on but uh everyone has their moments are you a jealous person uh not overly no I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't say to a weird degree okay no. do you have a temper very rarely, but yes, if something really pushes me, I can. Like a throw thing, scream temper, or you just get really angry and need to go off to blow off some steam temper? Um, yeah, probably just get really angry. I don't think I'm really somebody who like throws a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, it's very, very rare. How very is your rare. dispute resolution with a lover? Um, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at talking and communicating. I have to be in the right frame of mind. Sometimes I'll just need space or to think, but um, I'd say... Like, I'm not somebody who um, would give... I don't think I would give the silent treatment. And if I did, it's probably just because I'm thinking. But um, I don't like to get into petty silliness. Are you a problem solver? You and I are dating. I come home and I tell you that I've got an issue with my kids or work or anything. And you suggest solutions or are you just a listener? Um, A bit of both. Um, I'll listen, but I also... I, I definitely can be a problem solver like if there's like a problem with like me and my significant other then I, to me the approach is like what do we need to do to fix this okay so what is jem's biggest flaw what should men say oh i don't know about this watch out she gets hangry <laughs> she gets angry does she okay <laughs> yeah yeah it comes on quick um my biggest flaw you asked me this the other day and i i really do think that it potentially is that i can be guarded at first okay and so i think i can seem a little like I'm hard to get to, and um, that can be because maybe I'm sensing that it, it isn't going to go somewhere, and I'm trying to figure that out, or it could just be that I'm just feeling guarded. But um, that can be a little tricky because that's hard to kind of break through that. Yeah, because this gem wasn't guarded, and this gem is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have a hard time just being this open because there's no expectation here, right? There's there's nothing that's expected of me. Whereas I I think I often feel like if I let my guard down, then I have to go into something quickly mm-hmm. are you a sleep inner or an early riser early riser early to bed late to bed um somewhere in the middle like i try and be in bed by like nine but usually really sleeping by like 10 or 11 so i think most people would say that's early but that's kind of late for me <laughs> tv or books tv what show um my favorite at the moment is uh the handmaid's tale oh how dark does a show need to get for Christ's oh, sake? I like, know. how defeated to be a woman is this show? You know what oh, I mean? Oh my goodness! Like, it's leave just, women alone for God's sake. <laughs> They're people too. I gotta watch this. Oh, you don't gotta it's watch it till so it. Good. Oh, it's so dark and bothersome. It oh my God! 
the whole time it's just like, what would I do if that was me? I just don't know what I would do. I, I had to would... stop watching it. It just got to really. The, oh yeah, and I know this season is, but the season and this new one's pretty heavy, hey. Well, it's Very all good. heavy, but this one seems like tough to take this season. Correct? That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys yeah. heard of Dexter? Yes, yeah. we've heard of Dexter. Really, okay. Okay. really into <laughs> yes. it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, movies that make you laugh or movies that make you cry? Um, both. I like both. Okay. Pie or cake? Ooh, um, probably pie. All right. Appetizers. Favorite one? Oh my goodness! Everything on the menu, Jim. Be honest. Yeah, so this is something that whoever's going to be with me needs to be okay with is that I love to do, like, I don't like to commit to, like, a whole meal. I like to do little tastes of everything. So, um, like, even when Dylan and I go out, it's, like, order seven different things. Okay. But do you share it? Like, how about you order this, I'll order this, and we'll split halfway through. Is that your thing? 100%. 100%. Wait, I would do that before any other style of How are the two of you friends? Well, what we've developed. Dylan is such a good sharer. And also, like, he just, I think he does pretty well out of sharing with me as well, right? Yeah, no, it's 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 been a great here's what I've done because I never used to want to share food, but I never wanted to share food because someone would order something that they they'd be like, I'll get the salad. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna get the steak and the fries and the chicken wings. And then they would come over to my plate and expect to have that. The difference between <laughs> what Gem and I do is I know that we're going to share everything. So I order everything. You get a lot of things, right? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yes. the key. You've, you've learned that over time. Yes. Yeah. You used to just get hands off. This yes, is mine, right? Because right? yeah. I, I felt very territorial when I, my food was running low. Uh, relaxing beach vacation for seven days or every day is a different adventure for seven days? Um, beach vacation okay. for, for two weeks with some adventure in there. Okay. Nice. Right. <laughs> Do that. Super hot weather or nice and m- mild? Tolerable. Mild. Mild. Okay, you don't like the heat. I do like heat, but not not oppressively so and not consistently. Like, it's nice to enjoy it when we have it. Okay. Um, I think that's all I've got. <laughs> I think that. you've asked every question. Well, we've got to know Jen, right? <laughs> like, if anybody's got a friend that's like, oh, this, this she would be perfect for such and such. Well, well how can n- someone not have Now they know as much as possible. Yeah, Except that not a lot of negatives here. There's got to be more. Do you have a mole in a weird spot or... <laughs> Nothing like that? So. Okay. Nothing. So. She doesn't have a tail or anything like that? I wouldn't know, but I don't think so. Do All you right. have a tail? No, no tail. All okay. right, cool. And the, the accent, is it an asset for you to meet men, do you find? Because it's, it's incredibly attractive, the accent, right? Or do a lot of people think you're a snob just because of the accent? I don't think people, I mean, I don't, maybe they think I'm a snob. I don't, I've never been told that. But, I mean, I definitely get a lot of comments about it. Or, like, when I was on dating apps, like, one of the first questions would be, like, do you still have your accent? Um, I definitely get that a lot. I do think it um, makes a bit of a difference, but I mean, really, the the reality is that once you're with me for a certain amount of time, you probably don't even notice it. Like, it just becomes normal, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got four dates coming up. That's it. Thank Exciting. you. That was fun. It was nice to spend some time with you, Jim, and get to know you. So uh, hopefully, this uh, appeals to some people, and you can find your Mister Right by the end of June, Jim. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Lots of love. Take care. Speak soon. Bye. See you later, Jim. Ah, look at that right there, eh? She's great. Yeah. There okay. you go. So you can date her as long as you can pass Dylan's sniff test. <laughs> I'm just looking for a guy that will be sweet and kind and uh, wants to have fun. So how do we contact you if we think Jen's the one or Jem's the one? Uh, add me on Instagram at Dylan Wochuk, D-Y-L-A-N. 
W-O-W-C-H-U-K. And then uh, if you could, just a quick write-up on, on who they are and some pictures, because uh, I send the pictures over to the Bagel Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they look at it because they know her type, I know their type, and then we go from there. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we can set her up on a couple more dates. We have all of June to do it. She doesn't have to make any decisions, but, like, wouldn't it be great? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if that friend was yours? And what's Jem's Instagram, if anybody wants to creep her? Uh, Jem, what is it? Jem behind the bagels, I think it is. Let me just look. There's an it. underscore or something in there, too. Isn't I'm it? sure there is. Jem. Uh, where did Jem dot behind the bagels. And Jem with a G? G-E-M. There you go. Dot behind the bagels. Yep. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a little bit of a different one. Have yourself uh, a wonderful day, and thank you for listening to the After Show Show.